What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Connections with Eva Longoria. Today's episode is all about connecting to our kids. I've been exploring this topic a lot for many years since the day I found out I was pregnant and I knew I wanted to do an episode on your connection with your children. And especially after the dynamics between parent and child changed during a pandemic when so many parents became the sole caretakers, they became the teacher, they became the tutor, they became the entertainer, they became the problem solver. And so that relationship and connection and dynamic changed. So I was really excited for this episode, which is about connecting with your children. A lot of us in the world have children. And I remember when I was pregnant, I was looking for a book to explain to me what was happening to my body. But like, I get it. Like, oh, he's the size of a melon and he's the size of a raspberry. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I didn't want it anatomically or physically. I wanted to know spiritually what was happening. What should I be meditating on or doing that may affect him while he was in my belly? And nothing. I mean, I found a lot of how-to books, a lot of how to potty train in three days and how to stop a tantrum and how to diversify your child's palate and diet and so many how-tos, but there wasn't any books on why. And that's when I found The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shafali. And for the first time after reading the book, I was like, okay, I got it. I think I can do this now. I think I got it. It's almost like the instruction manual to having a child. So I'm excited to talk about connecting with our kids with the one and only Dr. Shafali. Oprah called Dr. Shafali's best-selling book, The Conscious Parent, the most profound book on parenting she's ever read. That's huge. She's a clinical psychologist with an East meets West approach to all of her teachings, including how to raise empowered children. How are you, Dr. Shafali? I'm so great now that I'm here with you and so excited <laughs> to have this conversation. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. I mean, honestly, the expert on connecting with your children is you. I can't even think of another person. First of all, I have all your books. I wish you could see my bookshelf. I have The Conscious Parent. I have The Awakened Family. I have Radical Awakening. They're all connected. Obviously, they all stem from you, but they're all connected because you always say like, you're not going to be a good parent if you're not a good person. And you're not going to be a good person if you really don't do the work of whatever you have to do for yourself. And so maybe they should read backwards. Don't you think like, should they read Radical Awakening first? <laughs> I know, I know. You're right. So a Radical Awakening is about us women, especially, and because we mothers are the hub of connection, typically, 
it's for her to step into her most awakened, powerful, authentic being. And so you're right that if the mother does that, then she will be able to clear away the pathways and the dark tunnels inside her, heal her wounds, and get to become a conscious parent. So either end, either at the conscious parenting end or the self-awakening end, either way, the point is if we don't do the work, we will never be able to have these empowered relationships, especially with our children. But how many people are willing to do that work, though, Eva, you know? Yeah, it's true. And it's work. We like to say it's easy, meditate 10 minutes, journal. Well, it's not. It's effort. You probably got to get up earlier. It takes effort. Yeah, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come naturally. But the reason it's not easy is what we need to explore. And that's because the entire world we grow up in is conditioned to be driven, obsessed with the outer world. And this is the problem. There was a choice point way back whenever to go inward and let that be your commitment to yourself and your life or to go outward. For some bloody reason, our ancestors chose to go outward. And ever since then, we have been on this slippery slope hurtling to the gutter of the abyss of disconnection. So that is why we're disconnected, is because we are obsessed with the external world, our school system, grades, competitions, trophies. What are the neighbors doing? Why aren't you like the other kids? Join a sorority, join a fraternity, get married, have children. We follow the same trajectory that the external world says makes you a good and successful and happy person. As long as we do that, disconnection abounds, right? We are all doing that and we're the most heavily medicated country at this point. We are at the highest divorce rate ever. Our children are being diagnosed with anxiety and ADHD younger and younger. Teens are more suicidal today than ever. So when will we stop and going, okay, what is the core issue? It's not take away the iPad. It's not buy more shoes. It's not get married or divorced. There's a core fundamental issue, which is what your podcast is trying to explore. Why are we disconnected? And we're disconnected because at the fundamental root, we took the wrong path, which is we raised our children and ourselves to look outward. Now we have to reverse that. So I tell my people, because they always ask me, well, how and when and why should I do this? And I say to them, the how to do it is you have to make a new commitment to yourself. And the new commitment is only one. I will raise my emotional self-awareness quotient and I will raise my relationship with myself first. I will change the focus from the outside to the inside. If we don't make that fundamental commitment, Eva, then that 10-minute meditation seems like a chore. But if we change our commitment to our life, as you know what, the fundamental relationship is with ourselves, then everything changes. Yeah. I think one of the biggest takeaways is you have to raise yourself before you raise your kids. It reminds me of when you're on an airplane and it's like, if there's an emergency, put your mask on first before helping others, even your child. So if you think about that, of course, I want to put my child's mask on first, right? But yes. what good am I if I pass out and die before yes. I'm able to put that mask on my child? And so you're saying, put your mask on first. You got to take care of you. Right. One of the myths of parenting that I debunk in my book, The Awakened Family, is that parenting is selfless. 
No. First and foremost, parenting is not a selfless act in its inception. I'm going to show you how. And the myth that that feeds secondarily is that give your kid everything in the world. So let me just debunk that quickly. First, the reason you had a child was because you wanted to have a child for your ego, for your track list, for your checklist, for your body biological clock. So own it. Now, when you own that parenting is actually self-centered, it started from yourself. Your kid wasn't praying to you from the heavens above saying, please choose me, please choose me. No, they weren't. You wanted the kid for your egoic needs, your biological desires, own it. Once you change the understanding that actually it's not selfless and I was selfish, now you realize don't put the oxygen mask on your kid because then your kid doesn't know what to do with it. Now you realize, oh, let me own that self that wanted the kid and let me heal that self that wanted the kid. Parenting is highly self-absorbed and self-centered. It's not coming because it's a divine ordination from the angels and cherubs. You're not doing anyone a favor. In fact, you're polluting the earth with more children. You're probably messing them up. So there's no favor here. So once you realize there's no favor, then you realize, wow, I better look at how myself is controlling and orchestrating my kid's life. Yeah. You talk about that in Radical Awakening because that kind of goes hand in hand with like culture, gender constructs, society constructs, our religion. I feel like the Indian culture and Mexican culture is very similar. Yes. I know you weren't raised very religiously, but there's that layer of what you should be, what you should look like, what the parents should do. You should have children, right? So that is put upon us sometimes. Like you have to get married. You have to have children because God says so, right? Right. So all those shoulds that we have ingested and we believe that that's what makes us a happy and a good person, we now robotically pass that on to our children. So we want our children to be, quote unquote, happy and, quote unquote, successful. These two pillars of parenting screw up our children, really, like majorly, because when we see our kid unhappy, if they're having big feelings, that creates such anxiety in us that we begin yelling and screaming at them or we feed them, you know, in my culture, it's like, oh, you sad, let's eat. And then we are raising a generation of children addicted to food and not knowing why. When my mother came to help me raise my kid or even my dog, you know, she's like, oh, they're so sad. Come, you want ice cream? And that's when I realized how she was raised. Why? Because big feelings scare us. Why? Because we're addicted to this notion that happiness means a smile on your face and nothing uncomfortable. And then the other pillar of parenting is to raise a successful child. This one murders connection. In the name of the trophy, in the name of achievement, in the name of success, which is really money and wealth and skinnydom, to be skinny and wealthy really are the goals of parenting. We are trying to twist our children into this box. And in doing this, we fail to see their essence and we fail to attune to them, and then we lose connection. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support 
can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You gave so many great examples in The Conscious Parent about loving your children less. Yes. Do you have that on a t-shirt? Because I think it's so genius because I see it, you know, I'm a stepmom as well. And so that's a different dynamic where you partake in the raising, but you don't get a vote. Right. (laughs) And before I had my child, I could see how much my husband loved his kids and me being on the outside, I love them as well, but I could see different things, right? Like I'm like, oh, well, what about this? Why don't we try this? But then I had my son, and now I'm the same way he is, right? Like I am obsessed with my son. But your message is love them a little less. Well, you know, when I was with Oprah on a Super Soul Sunday for the Awakened Family, she loved this quote I said, and I didn't even know it was going to be a tweetable quote. But I said, love without consciousness is possession, need, and control. And she just was all over it. Because what is love, right? The reason I say, please love your kids less is because your love, and people do not like this message, okay? I get a lot of hatred on Facebook and Instagram because they don't want to penetrate their idea of love. Mm. What is love? Most of our love, and I know this for 100% sure, but people are not ready to examine this, so fine. Most of our love is control, is a desire for possession, is a need to be needed, is enmeshment. So when you said, I'm obsessed with my kid, that's not love. Sorry to tell you, right? <laughs> that's your yeah. your obsession yeah. that's very scary for our kids. My daughter is always telling me, mom, I didn't grow up in India. I'm not you. I don't even know half the things what you say. I don't recognize them. They're not my language. And my daughter, because she was so different from me, taught me 
that my love is just coming from my own ideology. So our notions of love are heavily tinged with our own ideas around how love should look. Many times we love our children in a way that works for us, but it doesn't work for them. Many times we love our children because we love that they love us. We love our mm. children because we want to yes. be needed. Mm-hmm. And we love our children as long as they are A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? So our love is conditional and people don't want to examine this. Our goal as conscious parents is not necessarily to love them or not love them. It is to attune to their essence. Who is it that they are? What is it that they need to become whole people? Of course, love is a part of the ingredients, but it is not the top quality that I ask from parents. The top quality that I seek to aspire within my own parenting and I teach others is how well is your communication, your style, your being matching who it is they are and what they need from you. It's not what the world tells you a kid should be. It's what does your kid need from you. I always say parent the kid you have, not the kid you wish you had. Parent the kid in front of you, not the kid you were or the kid you wished you were. So getting rid of our ideologies, our opinions, our expectations and fantasies is half the work that we don't do, that we don't do. And then parents cry to me, but I love my kid, but I did it out of love. So I gently say, your love is messing it all up because you did it out of control. You did it out of your need. You did it out of your anxieties. When your kid is going through a hard moment, love doesn't mean spoiling them. Love doesn't mean distracting them. Love doesn't mean indulging them because you love them. You bought them a fancy sports car because, oh, they were so sad. They broke up with their boyfriend. That's not love, right? Love is holding them accountable to their own feelings allowing them to connect to themselves. And because we were raised with so much anxiety, we mistake love for fixing, for control, for over-needing, for over-enmeshment, and we tangle it all up. Yeah. When you talk about natural consequences, meaning your kid forgets his lunch and you leave work and you run home, you get the lunch, you drive it to his school, and then he has lunch because you love him, right? But then tomorrow he forgets his lunch and you leave work and you drive, like you talk about let him be hungry because then the next day he won't forget his lunch. That's a really good example of that doesn't mean you love your kid any less, right? Right. The point is that you're, you're because I'm the first one to run to school with the lunch. Me too. <laughs> I would go home. I would make a new lunch. Yes. Right. Right. So it's knowing your pitfalls, right? It's not about being perfect, but more than that. It's not automatically instituting your ideas of love. It's stepping back and going, okay, what is the best for this kid? Sometimes it's going to school with the lunch. Sometimes it's not going to school with the lunch. So it's not a one size fits all. My kid is just now starting university and there was some trouble with some kids in her apartment and the police were called. And my ex said to me, aren't you going to Miami like to, to fix the situation? And I said, are you kidding? No way am I going. But he went. Now, another moment would be where I rushed to school and give her lunch. I did that like three months ago in high school. 
And he would say, don't go to school to give her lunch, right? So different parents have different styles, but I knew what I was doing in each moment because I deconstructed, what does the kid need? In this moment, the kid needs lunch. In another time, the kid needs to face the police on her own and face the consequences on her own. So the point of love is consciousness. The point of love is not doing things robotically and just because that's how my grandmother did it or that's how I show love. The point of love in the parent-child dynamic is to infuse it with consciousness. What does the kid need from me right now? So then we are less the parent, but more the spiritual guide. I'm so fascinated by all of this. You talk a lot about children live in the present and parents live in the past and the future. I agree with that. And I feel like when we're with our children, we are always in autopilot, right? Drop them off, pick them up, have dinner, put the Nemo on, whatever it is. And and so what relationship are we supposed to be nurturing with them? Because you talk about parenting is moment to moment. It's not just the big moments, not just like, oh, my child started her period. Let's have that conversation. Like, no, it's moment to moment small, small moments that hold the power. So what should we be doing to nurture, not those moments, but the relationship? Yeah. And that's why I say our children are our greatest awakeners because they live in the present moment like nobody besides animals. Like we're animals too, but non-human animals. And because the connection can only be forged moment by moment. It's not like the relationship is suddenly going to be amazing at 18. It is a culmination of all the moments that go into the muscle building, into their blood cells, into their very psychological foundation. If we miss the moments, right? Because we think, ah, they're so young. Ah, they're so busy. Ah, we've literally missed the whole point of parenting. And the most sacred thing to do as a parent is to step into the moment and give your children your ultimate presence, not gifts, not taking them to classes, not even watching a movie, but just your attention. And when children grow up with that foundation of your intimate connection, your intimate presence, they will have a psychological foundation that answers their three fundamental longings. Do you see me? Do you feel me? Do I matter? Each one of us is a being lost because those three fundamental questions were not fulfilled. Am I seen? Am I heard? Am I understood? Am I accepted? Am I valid? Am I worthy? Now, who answers these questions for us? Only the first intimate relationship, and that is with a parent. Unfortunately, that's the sacred burden of the parent, but it's also the sacred opportunity. But you cannot do that when you yourself don't see yourself, don't consider yourself worthy, and don't feel yourself. And that's why the book A Radical Awakening is so powerful, because it allows mothers to get in touch with who it is they are before they pass on that emotional legacy to their children. So, yeah, because you do talk about our earliest connections are with our parents, but we really are talking about our earliest connections are with our mothers. Don't you think it's a maternal motherly bond? And so how does that connection with our mothers affect us being mothers? Oh, my goodness. I don't want to put all the onus on the female. Right. The mothering principle and the mothering function can be done by a male. 
So the mother is so important, but I I, I know women feel a lot of burden when I say that yeah. because they're like, what do you want me to do? Be skinny. Now I want to go and have a career. Now I want to go make my own money and I have to be the most important thing in my kid's life. So without putting extra pressure, I have to tell women that this is not pressure. This is not a burden. This is your beautiful opportunity to give to this being. And through this giving, you grow. Mm -hmm. It's not a burden. It's a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you talk about that beautifully. Like your child is not your soulmate, but you call your time with your daughter dates of the soul. And so what is our responsibility to connect and to love? But like at the end of the day, what is our role as a parent? It's just to guide the soul. Are we the bumpers in the bowling lane? Just stay safe and you figure it out. Or like, what is the ultimate role as a parent? Well, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate role is that you get to evolve because you get to clear out your crap like with no other relationship. Mm. So that's the secret agenda here, but you have to buy into it. See, I suck my kid dry for my evolution. (laughs) So every time I lose my shit, I'm like less paying attention to the effect on her, but like, oh, I need to evolve. Why did I lose my shit? Mm. Because I know when I evolve, she's free, right? So I have turned the paradigm of parenting to not focus on the kid, but to focus on the raising of the parental soul. And the evolution of the parent is the healing of the planet, right? That's how dogmatic I am about this sacred responsibility. So our most hidden sacred responsibility is to evolve. The next one in terms of what is our role with our kids, and I say this to parents all the time, step out of your ego. This is not about you or your failure or how you look. This is about what does my kid need? So I, as a parent for my own daughter, have to step out of Shefali-ness and what does Shefali want and Shefali's ego into, now how do I step into the present and how do I in this moment going forward, not regretting the past, in this moment, how do I curate the conditions to help her best thrive. Mm. I can only do the now, right? Everyone goes, is it too late? And I always say, there is no time. There is no longitudinal hierarchical future. The only moment is now. So don't look at, oh, is it too late? I go too late for what? We could all die right now. What are we racing against? The moment is now. And that way we are empowered. All the mistakes done from the past were only pointers to heal the present. It's not about perfection. The kid who's in jail did not have an unsuccessful parent. The kid in jail is because the kid's destiny took them there. It's not the parent's fault, right? So the parent only needs to go, now what? What can I do in the now? And if we can focus on that sacred responsibility, we can really align and be our kids' ushers into their destiny. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, 
I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You always say that, like, our kids don't belong to us. Although, you know, I'm like, my child, this is my child. I could eat my son every day. I mean, he's at that age, of course, where he's just delicious. But I agree with everything that you said of, like, he's not really mine. I like to think he's mine, but he's of this world. And I can't wait to see the human he's going to become. That's hard sometimes in a day-to-day life when he's throwing a tantrum, he's throwing his food or whatever. And so I think parents want to know, like, how can I be that evolved highest self with my child and nurture? He's so funny. (laughs) Nurture. He's so playful. Let's curate his life to support those beautiful features at the same time, still have discipline. How do you reconcile like discipline and authority with letting them shine and letting them be? Yeah, so we need to first just understand children and many of us become parents not understanding children and therefore reflecting on your own past is so precious because even though you've not taken psychology courses, you can remember how you were as a teenager, you can remember how you were as a six-year-old, but sadly we all have amnesia for some reason and we think we were perfect or (laughs) so... When you understand children, then you can attune to the kids. So a three-year-old is supposed to be irrational and tempestuous and a total monster. They are supposed to be that. So they are doing exactly what their brain functioning allows. Once you understand that, you don't take it personally, Mm. right? So then you're like, oh, you're a normal three-year-old. Boy, I never knew three-year-olds can be this wild, but I didn't know kids. Now I understand. That's why teachers make better parents. Grandparents make better parents because now you've seen the whole gamut, right? Right. So you're a parent of a younger kid. The things I stressed about, I can see you stressing about and you don't have to, but you don't know that yet because you don't have perspective, right? My kid is 18 and I've worked with hundreds of parents. So I'm chill about a lot of things that most parents are going crazy about. So most of what we discipline 
and we think is a discipline issue is really a lack of parental understanding issue. It's not even a discipline issue. Like we're making it a discipline issue. That's why books on punishment and reward and super nanny type of shows that just talk about let's go to the corner, naughty stool, are a waste of time. Because the issue is not a discipline issue. The issue is that the cortex is not yet developed issue. The issue is that the parent doesn't have patience issue, right? It's like different issues. Right. I have a foundation with kids with special needs from Down syndrome to autism to whatever they're going through. And we service the parents. Like, how can we help the parents? And so one of them, there was a child with autism and it's obviously difficult and his mind is working differently. And and the psychologist said, you got to meet him where he's at. You got to meet him where he's at. If he's reading a book in the corner, don't pull him away to go and eat dinner because it's dinner time and six o'clock is dinner time. Meet him where he's at. Go read the book with him. And it was so amazing because that's applicable to people, not just kids. Like, you know, you meet an asshole on the street and you go, okay, he's in a different place right now than I am. I'm going to meet him where he's at and maybe treat him with kindness or whatever it is. I found that just a really valuable lesson for like life. Meet people where they're at. The other thing I saw one time in a store was this kid having a tantrum and this dad grabbing the kid and he goes, you're embarrassing me. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. And I was like, what a shitty thing to say because it had nothing to do with the kid and everything to do with this guy's ego. He didn't like the way it looks. And so sometimes I think, like you're saying, my three-year-old should be throwing things and running around and being crazy because that's where he's at at this moment in his development. What would that have to do with me? Right. Doesn't mean you just ignore the kid, right? Like I was on a plane once and the kid had pooped and the mother wasn't going to change the the diaper. And I was like, okay, Missy, I know you want to meet your kid where your kid is at, but we're all dying here. Like, go take your kid to the, right? So it's not about doing nothing because many parents think what I'm saying means, oh, I'll just let my kid smoke pot and steal my things. And no, I'm saying once you meet them where they're at and understand where they're at, then you come to them with a conscious response. You don't come to them with a blind reactivity. That's what I'm talking about, is ending the blind reactivity. Oh, that's great clarity. You see it, right? Like, I'm going to let my kid throw a tantrum. Just be. uh, In Target and destroy this whatever in the store. Like, no, no, no. Don't don't let them do that. (laughs) Yes, yes. But you don't have to yell at them and scream at them and bite their head off. Mm -hmm. You just have to guide them. Yeah, yeah. What is the number one parenting question you get? Yeah, I get three. So I'm going to tell you them quickly. So the first one is, how do I deal with my kid's temper tantrum and their big feelings? Second one is, how do I deal with an unconscious partner? And the number three is, in this modern era, is about screens, technology. These are the top three feelings, big feelings like disobedience, disrespect, and big emotions. The unconscious partner, (laughs) that's a favorite. And then screen addictions. Looking back at my childhood, I was the fourth child, four girls. I'm the fourth girl. And I really, my sisters will tell you too, I'm probably the most well-balanced because my parents finally got it right. Like, you know what I mean? They had three other kids to practice on. And I remember my mom just being so liberal with me, but super strict with my oldest sister. Like they were super strict and disciplined. And then the next one was super strict and disciplined. And then, and then finally, by the time they got to me, they were like, I, yeah, go smoke, go, go do pot, like stay out late, whatever. And then I didn't do those things. 
You know what I mean? Like I was, I remember they were like, what's your curfew? I was like, I don't think I have one, but I just want to go home. My friends would be like, you don't have a curfew? Because my mom just really, by the time she got to me, she figured it out. Like, I'm not going to control these kids. Let me just let them be. And I remember, again, coming from Mexican community of like, you got to be successful. We worked so hard for you to be successful. And I told him, I'm going to be an actor. And I thought for sure, they were like, no way. There's no way in hell you're moving to Hollywood to go be an actor. And she goes, all right, well, you know, just be careful. Like, <laughs> sure. And I was 18. Right. They were exhausted. They were exhausted by the time they got to you. You're so lucky. I always say the more down the totem pole you go, the better the kid is, you know? Yeah. Okay. Last question. Favorite book. What's a book everybody must read? For me, it's uh, my teacher is Eckhart Tolle. Oh. And uh, he's endorsed a couple of my books and is a friend. And I would say, read The Power of Now, read A New Earth. But more than that, I would say The Power of Now. Oh, really? More than A New Earth? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's so funny. I tried to read A New Earth probably when it came 20 years ago when Oprah had it, you know, was like, this is the book that changed my life. And I read the first chapter and I go, this book is dumb. It's so hard. I don't like it. And then he literally says, if you're having difficulty reading this book, that's your ego. <laughs> it's very hard, you know, and the power of now is even harder. Mm. It's a harder, drier book. And that's the challenge I have with my books too, you know, how to make them relatable and applicable. So many of my books are the what and the why of conscious parenting. And people always go, but how, but how, but how? And they want me to give a method. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so many how-to books and I got it. I have, like I said, how to potty train, how to raise an adult, how to raise a parent, how to, how to, how to, how, there's so many how-tos. And I was like, yeah, but why are we doing this? I feel like your books are way more valuable because there's a huge guiding light that, I can follow and a path and I go, okay, this is the path I'm on. That's why I did three what and why books. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why. And everyone told me you should do the how book. And I was like, no, my books are about the big. If you plug into the big idea, then I'll teach you the how. The how is almost easier than teaching you the what and the why. Yeah, that's what I think. I'm probably your number one fan and I'm so grateful. Thanks so much for, for talking to us about big picture why and the spiritual reason we have children. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 